0: I'm tired? <laughs> Anyone ready to go sleep in their own bed? Anybody or just me? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little tired. So, But hey, before we go here, we're not going to end this week. Um, we're not going to end this week without having one last word uh, from the Bible. I'm going to tell you the last part. Well, not the last part because I'm not going anywhere, but the last part to my story as of right now. Um, and so today we're talking about this word power. Can you guys say power? Power. How many of you need a little bit of power right now? Anyone? Yeah, I need a little bit of power. I need a little bit of power and energy and strength. So listen, listen to this. Okay. So power. So you see on my on my picture, I have this man, like this stick man, holding up some weights. Does anyone like to weight lift in here? All right, we got some we got some lifters in here. All right. So I am not. A, in case you couldn't tell. Um. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that there. I'm not like a a weightlifter, but over quarantine, I lived at home. I moved back with my parents, my mom and dad, and I lived with my brother. My brother's 21, and he was like, "Oh, we're gonna get swole. We've got all this time to be at home." And so, but you couldn't if you tried um, to like build yourself a gym at home during COVID, during the quarantine, you couldn't like. There were no weights, there were no benches, there were no bars, because everybody wanted to do that, right? The gyms were shut down, so everyone was building their gyms at home. And so um, my brother was like, all right, fine, I'll build a gym. So he starts, like, building with wood, and he's, like, building all this stuff in our garage, and I was like, okay, I don't know what he's doing. And I was like, why don't you just push a car down the road? But he didn't like that idea, so he was like, I'll just build a gym. So he built this gym, and he was like, all right, now I built this gym, so, like, Alyssa, you got to come work out with me. I'm like, are you kidding me? No, like I, that is not my jam. I don't do that. I like working out, like I like running and I like playing sports, but like lifting, not my thing. So he's like, no, 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 come on, let's do it. And uh, guys, I'm the biggest baby when it comes to weights. Like I'm that person that takes those five pound weights, you know, those really little ones. And I'm like, uh, it's so hard. Like literally I'm a child when it comes to weightlifting. And um, he was like, no, you got to, like, I don't even know the term. What do you have to do when you build your weights? Is there a term for it? Okay, yeah, you have to, like, strengthen yourself, but you have to, like, what? I'm trying to think of it, like, teeter up, progress, you have to build muscle, right. So, like, if I use five pounds my whole life, am I ever going to see a big difference right, I'm not. Like, I have to keep moving, but I don't like that, right? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm just gonna stay right here. And Alex is like, no, Alyssa, like, we gotta go. And I'm like, please stop. Uh, so I I remember this one moment, and I'm laying on the bench, and I'm laying there, and he's got these two weights over me, and he's like, take the weights. And I was like, I can't. And he's like, no, take them. And then I'm like, You know, and we're like screaming at each other and it's spits falling into my mouth and I'm, you know, it was real gross. Um, but guys, here, and I kept saying like, I'm not strong enough. I can't do it. And this is what I remember Alex said to me. He said, you can always do more than you think you can. He was like, Alyssa, it's in your mind. If you believe, if you actually think that you can't hold these weights, you can. But if you believe that you can, You will. And so in that moment, he said that to me, and I was like, stop it. And he's like, I'm serious. I'm about to drop this weight. Three, two, one. And in that moment, I didn't have a choice. And I had to hold that weight, and I was holding it. And I, I didn't actually push it up, but I held the weight, which I didn't even think I could do. And so I just remember that over and over again. He said, you can always do more than you can think you do. And we see that in lifting, and we see that, you know, they always say, like, it's mind over body. And so you just, if you can get your mind out of the way, your body can do more than what you actually think it can do. But can I encourage you with that today? Guys, all of you that are under the sound of my voice right now, you can do more than you can even think you can do. And I believe that for you. I believe that for me. And so we have something that we can do even more with. And that's my encouragement this week. We can do more than what we might even think is possible right now. But it's not through our own strength. It's through another strength, right? So last night we talked about the Holy Spirit as a gift, Remember, we talked about our God being a giver, and he said, hey, I'm going to actually put my spirit within you so that you don't have to just come to Surf City and meet me here, but you actually get to take me with you everywhere that you go. But there's a word that we use in the passage, and you might have caught it last night, but there's a word in there that talks about a power that we get. So in Luke 24, verse 44 through 49, it talks about this power. So you're going to see the review And it says this. So remember, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he goes, okay, so this is written the Christ will suffer, rise from the dead on the third day, repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, and you are my witnesses. We talked about this yesterday. You guys, if you've heard the story of Jesus, if you've heard what he did on the cross for you, you are now the witnesses. That means it's your job to go out and tell people. But it says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with what? Clothed with power. clothed with power. power from on high. So not your own power, not your own strength, but a strength that comes Through the Holy Spirit in His power. So, what's He talking about in this power? So, we say we want power. We say we want the ability to be strong. We want to be have the ability to do more than we ever thought we could do. So, what is this power He's talking about? So, in Acts, we see, and He's going to talk more about this power. And so, in Acts, um, this is what happens. So, Jesus died, right? And then three days later, he came back from the dead with the power of the Holy Spirit. So the power, that's how great this is. I'm not talking like some some wimpy little power, like he snaps his finger and a fire starts, which that's pretty cool in itself. But no, he literally raised himself from the dead. He was dead. His heart had stopped beating. And the power from the Holy Spirit that was within him raised him from the dead. Is our God powerful? Yes, he is. That's a that's a great power, and so and then he's there, and for um, for weeks he comes back to his disciples. He said, "I'm I'm alive, guys. Look, look at the scars in my hands and on my feet. I'm alive. It's me. It's Jesus." And he's spending time talking to them, and he says, "Hey guys, so I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you some things before I go up into heaven, before I go up with my father." And this is what he says. So it, I'm gonna explain that in uh, Acts one three, which I think is up here. Perfect. After his sufferings, this is Jesus. He showed himself to these men, and he gave them convincing proofs that he was alive. So he showed them the real scars. He showed them, guys, it's me. It's not another person. It's actually me. And it says, He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Remember that thing he ushered in? So he was speaking about the kingdom of God. And on one occasion, while they were eating with them, God, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem... But wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So he's saying, hey guys, I'm about to go into heaven. And when I go into heaven, I don't want you to leave. I don't want you to go out quite yet. I need you to wait. I need you to wait until you have received a power. And so he tells them to wait, and he says, we'll go down to verse 8. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses to Jerusalem and to all Judah and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So he says, guys, this power is so important that if you try to go and do it right now, if you try to go and tell the world about me right now, you're not going to be able to. You're going to be so weak, you're not going to be able to do it. But wait, wait for my spirit, my Holy Spirit to come on you to give you the power to do this. And so we're going to flip over to see what happens. So that they had a choice, right? So in that moment, we t- talked a lot about choices. So in that moment, they had a choice. They could either either leave Jerusalem or they could stay and wait. And you might think, well, why don't they just stay and wait? Guys, the same people that killed Jesus wanted to kill these disciples, They were like, oh, you're Jesus' friends. We want to kill you too. So, in order for them to stay in Jerusalem, they were literally risking their lives. They were putting a target on their back by staying in Jerusalem. They were risking their lives. At any moment, anyone could have come in, captured them, and killed them in that moment for knowing Jesus. So, this was a huge risk. It wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to stay here for 10 days. No, they were going to stay there for 10 days and wait and possibly be killed in the process. But, they, just, they believed in what Jesus said. And so Jesus said, wait, wait, until so they had to make a choice. So they did. They followed Jesus and they waited. And they waited and they got together in an upper room. Like, uh, not like this. this. It would be, I don't know, I'm trying, probably half of the quarter of this room. Doesn't matter. But they got in this upper room and they all sat there and they just waited. And they waited and they waited and they waited. And they're like, okay, Jesus said this power was coming. Jesus said this power is coming. We're going to wait for it. We're going to wait for it. And in Acts 2, 1 through 4, we see what happens. So it's going to be on the screens. This is the message version. And it said, when the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. So remember, they were all together waiting. And without warning, there was a sound like a strong wind, a gale force that no one could tell them where it came from. So all of a sudden, there was this wind that swept through the room, and it filled the whole building, and like a wildfire, the Holy Spirit spread through their ranks, and they started speaking in a number of different languages as the Spirit prompted them. So in this moment, the Spirit came into this room, and he gave them a power. It says a wildfire, a power inside of them, and then, and then, so then they had that power, and they were like, whoa, in that moment, they must have thought, wow, Jesus was right. We needed this. We needed this power inside of us. This fire inside of us. So this is great. But what was this fire for? So this power and this fire that comes with the Holy Spirit is within us. It's a power that comes from the Holy Spirit in the moment that we say yes to Jesus. But what is that power for? Is it just when when I work out? Is it just so I can lay in my bed all day, being being swole? No, I'm not gonna go work out at the gym and have these crazy cool muscles, right? And just lay in bed all day. No, you're gonna use your muscles, you're gonna use your strength, you're gonna use the power that you've worked so hard for to play sports, to stay on the tube, on the crazy tube ride. You're gonna use those strength, that strength for a purpose. And so Jesus talks about this purpose in Matthew. He says, I want you guys, you guys need to have this. This is so important. You guys need to have this because I have a job for you to do. So in Matthew 28, this is what he says. He says, Jesus was talking to them, and he said to them, all authority on heaven and, in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go make disciples. You might say, like, I don't know what that means. Make disciples means to tell other people about Jesus. Go and make disciples of all nations, not just your house, Not just your school, not just your neighborhood, but your state and your country and the world. He calls us to all nations. And he says, talk about me. Spread my word to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them. So we gotta tell them about the kingdom of God and then we have to teach them and teach them to obey everything that Jesus commanded them. But he says this, and surely I am with you always to the very ends of the earth. So we're not going out with this power without God. He's with us. He's with us inside of us, dwelling within us. But he says, hey guys, I'm giving you this power, this Holy Spirit power that's in you. It's not just for you. It's for other people. It's so that you can go home and you can talk about Jesus. It's so that you can go home and you can ask those questions. It's so that you can go home and you can fight to make it to church or make it to Bible study or wherever. Um, Make it to hang out with your leader that you came with this week. So that you can go to these things and you can learn more about who he is and live your life for him. You know what's awesome? And I brought a little prop. You know what's awesome? We get to do this because (laughs) also... You're going to laugh. This is like the wimpiest sword ever, but look at this thing. Isn't it wild? It's really wimpy um, in a sense. So I have a sword, okay? So this is why This is why we get to go out and do what we do because our God is victorious. You see a sword on here. I got this from the Rustic Warrior Camp. Um, it's great. So uh, we get to go out and do this with a person who is a victor. Our king, our God is victorious. He has already won. One. Remember in Avenger movie, they all go, go out to the war and um, they're going to try to win, right? But do we know if they're going to win? You do? You knew they were going to win? How did you know? It's wild. They didn't, they didn't even know they were going to win, right? But they were like, whoa, we got a power inside of us and we're going to go out and we're going to fight. And we're going to come through those portals and we're going to fight. They didn't know it was going to happen, But do you guys know that we know the end of this story? We know that we win. We know that God wins. We know that God is victorious. We know that the kingdom of God defeats the kingdom of the world. He talks about it in the Bible. He already said this to us in John 16. He says, this world, you will have trouble. It will be hard, but take heart because I have overcome the world God has already won the battle. So when you go home, and when you go to your school, and you go to your friends, and you go to your communities, you don't have to think, well, I hope I'm going to win with this power. No, God already says that he has won. And because you're a part of his kingdom, you also win. It says that in 1 John 5, 3, it says this. Um, Let me look. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. So this is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only he who believes in Jesus, the Son of God. So he's saying, hey, if you're with me, if you're with me, we win. If you're with me, I already won. So use this power to fight for my kingdom. Talk about a battle. We have a battle to fight, but we have to do it with the power that's within us. So we're going to look at, um, through the Holy Spirit, so we got we to gotta believe that that power is there and we have to go out and we have to fight in this kingdom. So I'm going to tell you a story quickly um, about a guy named uh, Peter. Can you say Peter? Peter. Okay, so Peter was one of God's, um, di- Jesus' disciples. So when Jesus was here on earth, he picked some friends and he taught them and he, he walked with them and he taught them and he told them everything about who he was and about the kingdom of God and it was awesome and they were best buds and it was great and so Peter okay Peter was like I'm all about you Jesus right I'm all about you Jesus but on the day that Jesus got captured Peter ran away he got really scared he got really scared he went away and it says that there's this account of Peter where people are asking him in Matthew 26 people are asking him hey do you know that Jesus guy And for three times, Peter denies it. He says, I don't know, Jesus. Can you imagine going somewhere and your best friend literally saying, like, when somebody asks, hey, are you friends with Alyssa? And you're like, no. This was awful. Peter betrayed Jesus. He said, I don't know, Jesus, not because he just wanted to say that, because he was so scared. So he denies Jesus three times, and he denies him to a little girl It says in here that it was a girl. He was so scared of a girl. He didn't realize the power within him. He was so scared. And so Peter went out and he said, I don't know Jesus and I don't know Jesus and I don't know Jesus. And in the last verse, it says, Peter remembered the words Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and he wept bitterly. He was like, I can't believe I just did that. I was so scared of a little girl that I just denied Jesus. But then we see over a few chapters later in Acts, this is what happens. Peter literally, through the power in the Holy Spirit, he learned and he, he, he realized that he has a power. He doesn't have to be afraid of a little girl. And Peter goes out and he gives the, a message to thousands of people. And in Acts 2, if I can get there. In Acts 2, it talks about Peter using the power to be able to do what he didn't think he was able to do. In Acts 2, it says that Peter stood up with the 11, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. So the same guy that had denied Jesus, that was so scared to say anything about Jesus, to a little girl, stood up in front of a crowd, and he gave this whole message declaring who Jesus was. And it says, Jesus said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And we can jump down to 41. It says, those who accepted the message were baptized. 3,000 were added to a number that day. So Peter, in that moment of denying Jesus, he probably thought, you know what, that power, I don't have it. I'm not qualified. I'm not strong enough. You might be sitting here right now and being like, I'm not strong enough. I don't have the ability to go home and change my circumstances and change and tell people about who God is and what happened at Surf Day this week. Peter didn't think so either, but you do. And when Peter recognized that and when you recognize the power within you, that you get to fight for a kingdom that is already won, you're gonna do more things than you thought were ever possible. Remember what my brother said, guys, you can do more than what you think you can because of the power that is within you. So in closing today, guys, do you realize that you have the answer that you have the ability to tell people about the kingdom of God, and there are people that are dying in the kingdom of the world. There are people that are dying because they don't have a hope, and you guys have that. And so I believe and I'm going to pray that you will acknowledge the power within you to go and change the world, and it starts with your circle. You don't have to think, oh, I have to get up on a stage, or oh, I have to do go and give this whole message. no just talk to your friends. Tell them what happened at Surf City this week. Tell them what God is doing in your life. It will be amazing. We can't even imagine. God has given us the power to fight, and so I need you guys to fight. I need every single one of you because I'm trying to fight, and I need you guys with me. We're fighting together. What happens when someone tries to fight a battle on themselves by themselves? Are they going to win? No, they're not going to win, but what happens if hundreds of people come together and fight that battle. What happens? We're probably going to win. And not probably we are because God already says that we win, that we win. And so as we leave today, I want you to think about what's your next step? What are you going to do when you go home? What are the conversations you're going to have? What are the the steps that you're going to take in your life? I need you to think about these things. You've got a long time in the car ride home today or on the bus ride. You've got a long time to think about what is next. What is your next step? What are you going to say yes to? And I don't know what it is, but you do. And I believe that God's going to give you the ability to know what the next thing is. And for a lot of you, it's probably just going to continue to lean in. I believe that God is just saying, lean in. Just keep leaning in. Don't pull away. Don't run, but lean in and ask those questions. So for me, my next son here, you guys see that it's blank. I have nothing here. You know why? Because I don't know my next step right now. I just quit my job, and I just uh, moved out of my house, and I don't really know what I'm doing next. But I believe that God was like, hey, Alyssa, you want to go? You want to go fight for my kingdom? Let go of everything. And so I, I literally quit my job. I didn't resign my lease. And now I'm moving into the next. And I am a little, a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about what's next. Um, but I also believe that God has given me the strength and the power and the ability and that he's always with me. So I'm not, I'm not scared about what's next. But I'm excited to see what God's going to do in the next in my life. So, guys, um, you know, in, in summary, I kind of wrote this down. So I don't know what's next, and you guys don't know what's next maybe, but can we believe, and this is what I believe, I believe that God created, I was created by a holy God who desires to be near me, who created a way for me to enter his kingdom, right, and gave me the gift of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and that in any battle that I face in my life and in my next, and in my home and in my circumstances, that God is with me. Emmanuel means God with us. And so my life is a projection of God's story here on earth and declares the characteristics and the goodness and who our God is. Guys, will you all stand with me right now? Because I want to commission you. Okay, so in the, um, I'm going to totally butcher this because I'm not, a good, I'm not good at history. But I guess in like medieval times, they would like, you know, the knighting. Do you know? Have you ever seen that? Where they like do this like knighting. I'm not going to knight you with the sword, I promise. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to commission you. So in this moment, I'm going to say and speak something out to you, okay? And it's the same thing that Jesus said to his disciples. So I'm going to say to Surf City this year, therefore go, go home. Go to your neighborhoods, go to your house, go to your schools. Go and make disciples. Tell others about Jesus. And not just where you live, but all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Tell them who the Father is. Tell them who Jesus is. Tell them who the Holy Spirit is. And teach them to obey what Jesus says. It's in the Bible. If you're wondering what Jesus says, it's in here. Teach them the things that Jesus has commanded us. And surely, and this is Jesus speaking, surely Jesus is with you always and to the very end of the age. So guys, let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, we just praise you for what you've uh, done this week. We praise you for the truth that you have brought to light. We thank you that you are with us always, that we don't have to walk this journey by ourselves, and that you give us a power to do things that might seem impossible. So Lord, I pray right now as we go home and as we prepare to go back into our lives, Lord, that we would remember this power inside of us and that we would fight and everything that seems impossible, that we would remember that you are, have made it possible and that you have already won. God, let us be warriors for you. And we pray this all in your name.